the NFL franchise tag deadline has come and gone, and there's no deal between the New York Giants and running back Saquon Barkley. What happened? What's the fallout? And where do they go from here? I'm going to break all that down for you coming up next on the Locked on Giants podcast. You are Locked on Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. And Giant fans, no deal. I mean, there's those two words basically sum up what happened with Saquon Barkley, running back Saquon Barkley and the New York Giants failing to reach an agreement on a long-term deal that would have avoided Barkley having to play on the franchise tag. And uh, you know what? It is what it is, as Saquon said. So here we are. No deal for Saquon and the Giants. And on today's Locked on Giants podcast, what went wrong? What's the fallout? And what's next for Saquon? So we're going to cover all that on today's show. Thank you for tuning in. And a special shout out to my everydayers, as well as to my new people and everybody in between. Appreciate you tuning in here to the Locked on Giants podcast. So let's get started, folks. What went wrong? Why didn't the two sides get a deal here? This is what I can tell you. Uh, The Giants all along had a line in the sand that they were drawing. Now, I don't know if it was necessarily the last deal that was on the table, which was reported 13.5 APY with incentives that would have boosted it up to 14. I don't know if the Giants sweetened that, but Basically, the Giants did draw a line in the sand, and they were not willing to go much higher with regards to their deal. Now, meanwhile, the sticking point for the Barkley camp all along was the guaranteed money. And as I've explained on this show, as well as over on Giants Country, there's fully guaranteed money, and then there's guaranteed it's signing. Fully guaranteed, a player gets regardless of whether he's on the roster or regardless of what circumstances are necessary to trigger that. Whereas guaranteed it's signing, that means basically, you know, if there's a roster bonus, for example, that's guaranteed it's signing, the player has to be on the roster to get that roster bonus. So as far as the guaranteed money goes, the last report that I had gotten was that the Giants were had upped the ante to about $22 million, which was the equivalent of the franchise tag this year, as well as next year. However, as I wrote over on Giants Country, in order to get Barkley into the top three, as far as fully guaranteed money, the Giants would have had to have come up somewhere in between what Derrick Henry was earning and what um, Christian McCaffrey was earning. So McCaffrey, I think, was earning something like $30 million in fully guaranteed um, Henry, I believe was, I want to say 25 Barkley by being offered 22, supposedly that wasn't really that much more than Bijan Robinson, who was getting tw- 21.9, I think as part of his rookie deal from the Atlanta Falcons, all fully guaranteed. 
So if you're Saquon Barkley, that just wasn't going to cut it. If that was indeed the offer that the Giants made. And here we are, the deal never got consummated. The Giants drew a line in the sand. Barkley's team said, uh-uh, we're not doing it. And here we are. No deal for Saquon Barkley and the Giants. So what else could have gone wrong now? What I believe was going to happen is the Giants had a three-year deal on the table for Saquon. I believe that the Giants, you know, were going to try and align Saquon's, you know, first two years with Daniel Jones's first two years. Because if you remember, Daniel Jones, even though he got a four-year deal, the Giants can get out of it after two years. With Saquon, I think that was the plan for the Giants as well. Give them a three-year deals, a three-year deal, excuse me, with an out after two years. But again, that did not happen. Now, here's what I'm kind of surprised about. The Giants, if they offered Saquon uh, that $22 million fully guaranteed, as I believe was the case, I honestly thought that they would at least serve that as a base and then maybe up it a little bit. Just based on what they did with uh, Daniel Jones and Dexter Lawrence. So their guaranteed money, their fully guaranteed money, was the equivalent of the two franchise tags plus a little extra. So I'm kind of surprised that the Giants didn't do that, supposedly again, with Saquon Barkley. I really thought that would be the case. And, you know, when we look at what else went wrong here, we can talk about the valuation. Saquon, how he saw himself versus how the Giants saw him. Now, Saquon, you know, I'm just guessing here. I don't want to speak for Saquon. I don't want to speak for the Giants. But if you're Saquon, you say to the Giants, hey, I'm so much more than just a running back. I can be a, a matchup nightmare for receivers. I can be, you know, or, or I'm sorry, not for receivers. I can be a matchup nightmare against a linebacker or a defensive back. And Barkley has shown that he can do that. So I think, you know, even though his title says running back, Barkley's side viewed himself as more, more than just a running back, which you can make the case that he is. The Giants, on the other hand, I think played it tighter to the vest. They said, okay, your title says, or your position title is running back. The market for running back isn't good. So that's how we're going to, you know, base this on. You are going to be paid like a running back. And, you know, we saw the market start to tank a few years ago. It wasn't very robust this year. So here we are, Saquon Barkley not getting a new deal. Um, a deal, had it been consummated, probably would have fell, like I said, somewhere between 13 and a half to 14 million with all the incentives and stuff added in. So, you know, the APY, not a true indication of the deal, but, you know, APY, as I've said to you guys before, just not what you want to pay attention to if you're the giant, if you're the player, you want to pay attention to, um, they fully guaranteed money because that's what, you know, that's where the, uh, the bragging rights, so to speak, come, come up with. All right. Coming up next, we are going to talk about the fallout of the two sides, not getting a deal. Stay with us. Hey, giant fans, take your first swing at betting on major league baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount and bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet $20 and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. 
That's $200 that you can spend betting on everything from the money line to the over under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. All that on an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. All right, Giant fans, welcome back to the Locked On Giants podcast. I am Patricia Trainer, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we are bringing you a podcast just minutes after the four o'clock deadline for the Giants and franchise tag running back Saquon Barkley to reach a new deal. It did not happen. So we are breaking down what went wrong. Now we're going to talk about the fallout. And then coming up, we'll talk about what is next for Saquon. Before I get into uh, the fallout, just real quick, coming up on the next two Locked on Giants podcasts, we're going to get you ready for training camp. Nick Filato is my special guest. We talked about the offense. We talked about the defense. So two shows, offense for the first one, defense for the second one, questions, concerns, position battles, all that stuff coming up on the podcast. So I hope you will check that out. And then later this week, we are hoping for Locked On Giants Live. So it'll be Traina, Tana, hopefully Dog. Hopefully Dog will be able to join us. So we've got a full week here on the Locked On Giants podcast. All right, now let's get back to the Saquon Barkley situation. What is the fallout for both Saquon and for the Giants? Got to start with the salary cap, ladies and gentlemen. Saquon Barkley will count for $10.1 million against the salary cap. The New York Giants right now, according to Over the Cap, have $3.824 million available in cap space. That is the fourth lowest total of all the teams. Now, theoretically, that should be enough to get the Giants through training camp through the summertime. That will not be enough to get the Giants through the regular season. I could pretty much guarantee you that will not be enough. So had the Giants reached a new deal with Barkley, they would have gotten easily... I would say maybe about $6 million additional in salary cap space, but that's not happening. So at some point, the Giants are going to have to rework a contract, whether that is Leonard Williams, whether that is quarterback Tyrod Taylor, who I still say is the most likely scenario to be reworked. That remains to be seen, but the salary cap, there's going to need to be some stuff done on the cap. All right. Let's talk about the impact on the locker room. Now, when you ask the players about a teammate going through a contract dispute, they all say, oh, it's that player's business. They all say, you know, they all recognize that the NFL is a business and the business side of the thing is, is, you know, can be kind of ugly. But as details leak out about what was offered and what was rejected, Don't think for a second there that players are going to pay attention, you know, that players will pay attention to it. And if the offer was maybe, you know, undercut Saquon, that could potentially send a negative message to the locker room. Because here, this is what you need to remember. Yes, Saquon is a running back. He has also been the face of the franchise. He has been a key player in terms of production. He has been... um, 
a key marketing piece for the team. He has done everything they have asked him to. And if the Giants shortchanged him, that's not really a good look for the franchise. You know, exceptions can be made. And I get it. You know, some of you are saying, ah, you can't blow the whole, you know, kit and caboodle on a running back. I get that. But exceptions do get made. And, you know, I'm not saying the Giants should have overspent on Saquon, but I could see where potentially maybe some guys look at that and say, hmm, not not liking this, not liking this at all. Saquon also a leader in that locker room, just a really, you know, you would have preferred a different ending for them, definitely. Now, the Giants, interestingly, on Tuesday, they held a workout for some players. I don't know how many there were. I think there were there were at least three. There might have been more. One of whom was uh, USFL Offensive Player of the Year, Mark Thompson, who is a running back. So pretty clear to me that maybe the Giants are going to look to add another running back for summer training camp. Because as I'll explain, you know, in the next segment, Saquon's not reporting to training camp. Just not happening. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in the next segment. But, you know, just the overall fallout for the Giants and Saquon. There there are no winners in this situation. None whatsoever. Saquon now has to play on the 10.1 million franchise tag, which is a gamble in itself because, hey, if Saquon, God forbid, gets hurt this year, his earning potential for the following year goes down the tubes. So now the pressure is on Saquon to stay healthy. Now, some of you might say, well, maybe he sits out the season. I don't see that happening. And I'll talk more about that in the next segment. But for the Giants and Saquon, just really, you would have preferred they had come to an agreement. I'm kind of surprised that they didn't. Because I thought once they added um, the additional agent from CAA, Ed Ed Perry, um, I thought maybe a fresh set of eyes on the deal might get it done. Such was not the case. And we also saw Saquon's um, reaction on Twitter in which he said, quote, it is what it is, end quote. So, you know, a lot of disappointed faces. You know, if you're Saquon... And look, you know, this is just my take on Saquon. But over the years, he has always struck me as a mature young man, but also one who's got a very sensitive side. And you've gone and you've given, you know, your blood, sweat, and tears to this franchise. Saquon's been working out like a like a beast in the offseason. And I could see where maybe Saquon views this as a slap in the face to him. So it's very unfortunate that it came to this, but here's where we're at right now. And, you know, the fallout, you know, look, the Giants are the, aren't the the only one who didn't get a deal done with their franchise running back. Dallas didn't get it done with Tony Pollard, although Pollard's coming off of an injury. The Raiders didn't get it done with Josh Jacobs. This is what happens, folks. I mean, it's business. And, uh, you know, It's unfortunate, but such is how it goes. So what is next then for Saquon Barkley and the New York Giants? Well, we will take a look at that right after this. 
All right, Giant fans, welcome back to the Locked On Giants podcast. Patricia Chana here. And this is kind of an instant reaction show for you. Saquon Barkley and the New York Giants not getting a deal done at the deadline. Saquon will play on the franchise tag this year. So what's next for Saquon? Well, I mentioned before, he's not coming to training camp. I don't expect to see him till at the soonest, maybe a few days before the start of the regular season, if that soon. And to those of you who are saying, well, what's the point? Why bother holding out at this point? Because he's got no leverage. There's a tiny piece of leverage that he has left. And that is he could work with the Giants and say, look, I'm not coming in unless you promise as part of this franchise tag deal not to franchise tag me again next year. So that's the only tiny little piece of leverage that Saquon has. And that's what he could potentially use to sit out some games in the season. Although I'm not so sure he's going to do that. Because here's the thing, folks. I do not think that Saquon um, will get a deal next year for 10.1. Actually, the, the, the franchise tag goes up, I think, to 11 or 12, I think, next year. I'm not so sure he will get a deal that averages 12 point whatever, 12.1 per year. So if you're Saquon and you want financial security, you sign the tag at some point. Again, it's going to be later in the summer. We all know that. You sign the tag and you don't skip out on the season because A, you're going to hurt your potential earnings. Okay. So that means He's going to forfeit about $545,000 per week he doesn't show up. And B, it's also going to affect his production. So, you know, the NFL is a what have you done for me lately type of deal. And if Saquon doesn't have the stats, you know, does he have the negotiating power? I mean, you can only rely on what you did so many years ago, you know, for so far. But here's the biggest gamble for Saquon Barkley. And this is what, you know, he's got to hope doesn't happen. If Saquon, God forbid, gets injured and has to miss any games this coming season, guess what? His potential earning power is going to go down the toilet. It's that simple. If he suffers a season-ending injury, his earnings down the tube. If he, you know, God forbid, a a sprained ankle, high ankle sprain, a knee, any kind of injury, that's going to cut into his production. Because the even though Saquon stayed healthy, didn't miss any games last season, the odds, given the position he plays, of that happening a second year in a row are not very favorable. So this is a huge, huge gamble. By Saquon Barkley. I get it. It's all about respect for him. I understand that, but I still think it's a gamble. And, you know, look, I understand that, you know, there, I know there was a, a, a tweet out there that somebody put out saying that Saquon would settle for the Giants' best offer come the deadline. Saquon's got pride, folks. I think we saw that based on the decision. So for the Giants, again, for them to, you know, 
hold firm and for Saquon, you know, to, to expect Saquon to take their best offer just wasn't going to happen. Um, I thought it might, you know, I thought the two sides would come to an agreement. And at the end of the day, Saquon is gambling on himself, just as he did last year in a way. When, you know, he played on the, I think his, his uh, option year was $7 million or something like that. So here's where, you know, I stand on the matter. Obviously, I don't like to see teams overpay for players because it mucks up the salary cap and prevents the team from doing other things that it needs to do. But on the flip side, there's a part of me that feels for Saquon here because he had hoped to be a giant for life. I think the Giants wanted him to be a giant for life. The two sides wanted each other. And now moving forward, I question, I really have to question whether Saquon will be a giant after this year. It would not surprise me if the two sides part because I don't think Saquon is going to forget this. You know, again, it's all business. We know that. But I don't think Saquon forgets this. And I do think when he eventually does report to the Giants, he's going to play like a man possessed. Again, let's hope he stays healthy. But folks, I really wish this had had a better ending for everybody involved because really no good comes of it. So here we are, folks. Training camp starts for the New York Giants. The rookies report on the 18th. So they're going to have meetings. They're going to have um, orientation, probably do physicals, get fitted for equipment and whatnot. The veterans report the following week on the 25th. Saquon Barkley not expected to be a part of that group after failing to reach a multi-year agreement with the Giants by the the 4 p.m. deadline on July 17th. So that's your breakdown, folks. And now... We'll just see how the Giants compensate. You know, will Matt Breida see more snaps? Will this mean an expedited uh, learning curve for Eric Gray? Will this save a roster spot for maybe just Sean Corbin and or Gary Brightwell? A lot still to be sorted out as the New York Giants inch closer to training camp and go through training camp in the coming weeks. That's going to do it for us here on the Lock on Giants podcast. Wish I had better uh, a better topic to talk about as far as better news, but it is what it is. Thank you for tuning in to the Locked on Giants podcast. Don't forget, tomorrow we start our training camp preview. Nick Filato and I will look at the offense. And then on Wednesday, I'm sorry, on Thursday, we will look at the defensive side of the ball. So hope you will check that out. And stay tuned also for details on Locked on Giants Live, because that is coming your way as well. Thank you again, Giant fans, for tuning in, and we will see you tomorrow.